a New York taxi driver, we'll call him Joe, he died, and at the same time a pastor from one of the churches also, accidentally he too died, and both of them were standing for their turn at the pearly gates, waiting for St. Peter to call them. And there goes Joe, the taxi driver, and Peter takes that list and goes through the list, and then he says, here you go. And he hands him over a silk robe and a golden staff, and then it shows them, see, there is your big mansion. Enjoy. Welcome to heaven. And seeing that, the pastor is thinking, of, after all, he's only a taxi driver and he's getting silk robe and a golden staff. I, being a pastor, have dedicated all my life in the service of the Lord, should be treated much better. So with that expectation, then he goes to St. Peter, and St. Peter takes the book, and then Book of Life, and he sees the list, he consults the book, and then here he comes. He comes with a cotton robe and a wooden staff. But the pastor, he protests. He says, how can this be? This is unfair. And you give silk robe and a golden staff to the taxi driver, and to me, you're giving me a cotton robe and a wooden staff. This is not fair. Then St. Peter tells him, Pastor, here we go by results. See, when you were preaching in your congregation, they were all sleeping. But here when Joe was driving his taxi, they were all praying. As I was coming here after a long time, I thought, you know, I should get back to telling some jokes before the homily. <laughs> In the readings of today, invite us to reflect on the fullness of life that God gives us, especially the first reading and the gospel, and reminding that the God whom we believe in is not a dead God. He is alive. He is living. He is living in our history. He is living in our lives. He is living in your lives, in our lives, in our life situation. And we see that happening. He calls us into this living situation to respond to him. And he is also the readings also are inviting us to reflect on our own lives, to ask ourselves a question, like, does or are my actions, my life is leading me to the direction where I can experience the fullness of life that God gives me. Now I'm here, I could go on talking, but I'm here also to update you on the mission that I'm doing in India. As I said at the beginning of the Mass, I'm so happy to be here uh, this weekend, I'll be preaching at all the weekends and celebrating this Mass in the 9 o'clock. And I thank Father Persing for giving this wonderful opportunity to be here uh, today and to meet with you, to talk to you. As I said, it's always a homecoming feeling for me. So I always tell this, whether you believe it or not, that's what I feel. And. I'm sure like, you know, a lot of changes and then many new people in the pews, 
So for those who do not know me, I am Father Anthony Swami, belong to the Order of Missionaries of St. Francis de Sales, and I worked in this parish from 2013 to 2016. So immediately after this church got renovated, I was moved to Colombia, St. Peter's, and I worked for five years there, and then I returned to India uh, to respond to the call of God to serve the poorest of the poor, as Mother Teresa would call, to serve the, the destitute. And not that, like, you know, I didn't like America. I do still. I love, and I feel very much at home. But the com call was so compelling that I had to go back. Uh, to So first I thought, I let me try out. So I started working as a volunteer in the homes of Mother Teresa for a few months. It was in Calcutta. I was in uh, different places. Uh, some of the experiences, you know, they are very distorting. It's so challenging, so difficult. Like one day in one of the homes when we were serving, I just asked one of the brothers, you know, the brothers of Mother Teresa. Uh, we call them the MC brothers. And I, I noticed like many of the men who were the residents, they had some problems with their leg, maybe the wounds or something, their toes were cut. I asked them why, why does this happen? Most of them are, then they said, for whatever situation they come into the streets, the destitutes, and sometimes, you know, they're on the roadside, some vehicles will just run over. It could be maybe their old wounds, which are not healed, not taken care. Then later, you know, it gets into, like, they, they lose their toes and sometimes the leg itself, the foot. And some, sometimes the vehicles run over and they're not even aware of it. And so that's how most people, so that was bad enough to have a feeling that how could a human being be treated that way? And then one more case, not to make you disgust, not for that reason, but you know, to make you aware of what kind of people. Now, one of the homes Mother Teresa started, we call it like a Kali God. That's the first home she started in Calcutta. That's a home for the dying. I had the opportunity to serve there for some time. And I noticed a man, he was half burned, half in the sense like from face to his waist is burned. And then the sister was explaining, like, you know, he and some of his friends had fight over some money. If you can, like, exchange rate, I would put it like, like $20, $30. And some of them, they just threw kerosene at him and just burnt him. And he's, like, burnt from face to waist. And then somebody noticed that and dropped him off at Mother Teresa's home. Morning when the nuns opened the door, that was a scene waiting for them. So they start taking, start treated. And like I, I had the opportunity to also to serve him and to clean him. And at times we wonder how, why these things happen? Why do these things happen? Now I, I want to serve not all the destitutes, but the dying destitutes. You know, like it's a kind of a hospice, but only for poor, the unwanted, and those who are out of homes for some reasons, and maybe those who are in the villages who experience a kind of a terminally, who are terminally ill or who are aged and no one to care for. 
And to tell you, like, uh, I have my cousin is sitting here in the pew, Ajay and his wife, Asha, they're fr visiting from Singapore. One of our uncles also stayed in a real village, a typical village. And he, when he got old, like, there was no way he could be given a care that an aged person needs, so he got a bed sore because his wife couldn't take care of him. So there will be a lot of people who die that way because of pain, suffering, lack of hospitalization. So I thought when, through the inspiration of Mother Teresa, God called me to serve, I didn't know what, whom I need to serve because I'm not a big person like Mother Teresa to, so I thought I'll start with the small thing to focus on the dying especially the dying destitute and the dying, the poor. And the whole concept is that those who are uncared were in that like nearing end. So we want to take them and keep them with us and give them an atmosphere, create an environment so that they feel loved, they feel cared for, and last days of their life, they experience that love and, you know, dignity of a human person so that they can die in peace. So that's one of the reasons why I have named that home as a Shanti Dham. Shanti Dham means it's a home of peace. We want all those who come in to experience, no matter how many days. God can give them a few days or a few weeks or a few months. We want them to experience that peace before they die, and, and also feel that, you know, they are all created in the image and likeness of God, and they should die with that dignity. So I was here six, six months ago, and I didn't have the opportunity because of, you know, the schedules to talk to you during the Mass, but I did meet the groups, and, you know, I was here for a weekday Mass, but now I have the opportunity to talk to you, so I wanted to tell why I am doing what I am doing. Many of them do not have the medical facilities. You know, we think of Medicare that is unthinkable in India. And uh, when the poor approaches the hospital, you know, they have no way because they have no money, no money, no treatment. There's no welfare system. Uh, there's no Medicare system. So the poor are really left out without much of medical attention. And it's really uh, sad to see that. So I thought, God is calling me to serve these, and I want to generously respond. And the response was not really easy. But one thing that really made me very joyful is that I was sharing that this morning when we had the fashion show as a fundraiser for the Shanti Dham. Like one of the person, I was just giving like a bath and washing him up, after drying, drying him, he was really elderly man. He stoops down, he bends as much as he could, he touches my feet, and then he looks up, and you know, like in India, you just say this is like a, this gesture of folding your hands is thank you, saying a thank you. And he, then he gives such a broad smile. Oh, it was such a joy to see that man, that smile. So I thought, you know, no matter how difficult my challenges would be, that joy is something that God, God fills you in your heart for doing his service. And I didn't want anything else to take away the joy. So I discerned that I will, I will continue to discern this and do it. And now my order is also supportive of me. 
they have donated a piece of land, an acre and a half for this purpose. And we live in a community. The community house, the building, is also made available for this purpose. So I live in that facility already, which is built by my order for the priest. And I have two more priests with me. One is joining me to serve the destitute. The other priest is helping me to serve the destitute or the, the aged because we have an elderly priest. I must tell you, is very difficult to live with. Uh, because of his age and dementia and his, his own personality. First, I was feeling real sad. I even prayed, like, why can't provincial take him to a different community? Then I realized, God, I was thinking, like, I'm not started Shantidham yet, Shantidham yet, but I actually started because I already have a resident with me to take care of. Uh, it's, it's very challenging like very much time demanding, energy demanding. But the priest is good enough to make sure that I get all the training and uh, patience. So by the end of the day, I am run out. So, but then in the morning, he starts sometimes, five o'clock, one day he calls me. And then I said, yes, Father, what do you want? He said, come down and kill me. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, yeah, wait a minute, I'll do that. So, so that's a kind of... A priest, uh, difficult, but you know, I think God is giving me all those opportunities to learn, to serve, and I'm really thankful for God. And with uh, where we are, we are moving forward with this project, waiting for a few more legal procedures to, or the permits to happen. As soon as we get all the permits, we should be ready to break the ground, I'm expecting and hoping that would happen maybe by the end of the year or the beginning of the new year. And dear brothers and sisters, I want to thank you so much. Like, you know, like seven, probably like nine years ago, I came into this parish. You welcomed me wholeheartedly. You accepted my ministry. You accepted me. Uh, then, you know, now for the ministry that I want to start in India, you are supporting, and it's not for your support, not for your love. I don't think I would have done what I'm doing. So thank you for all your support. We are almost like 60% of the goal for the building we have reached, and it's all your generous support. That would definitely help us to start, and then we need to complete the building, and then we need to furnish it. So I would request like you know if you're thinking of any donations at the year end or for the holidays or for any charitable purposes please feel that uh, think about shantidam your money will be put into a very good cause to take care of some poor and destitute and give dignity for those who are really unwanted or uncared for people and there are some brochures in the, church, the back of the church or in the narthex there. And we also have a cards that is like you can leave your mail IDs, email IDs. And we want to update, you want to hear any updates from Shantidam, how we are progressing. So we can do all that to you. Uh, so please uh, feel free to make your, uh, write your email IDs there so we can get all the updates. So thank you, thank you, thank you. 
again I would say in the Indian style, thank you, because these folding hands tell us two things. One is that we are grateful, the other one is that we are prayerful. Thank you and God bless you.